Back in 1974, still years before a film called Star Wars would take the world by storm, George Lucas completed the first rough draft screenplay of what was then to be called The Star Wars. That original screenplay contains all of the now familiar elements of Star Wars. An evil empire, a young would-be Jedi, an older Jedi knight who mentors the boy, a princess in need of rescue, even a father who's more machine than man. But put together in ways far different from what you've seen on the screen. For nearly four decades, George Lucas's original vision of the galaxy far, far away existed only as what might have been. Until now. Welcome to Dueling Reviews, a show where two guys sit down with one comic and see what kind of infinite possibilities occur this week. Oh my gosh. Adapted from the original rough draft screenplay by George Lucas, The Star Wars, Matthew. Now this, this actually, this seems like an interesting concept. And I'm wondering if, you know, with some polish, whether this couldn't change pop culture as oh, we know. Here, here's the thing. I'm not sure if this will change pop culture, but... If I were a company whose Star Wars um, franchise is about uh, to revert over to Disney as soon as a contract expires, <laughs> and I was yeah. looking for a way to capitalize on Star Wars without using Star Wars, but instead using the Star Wars, uh-huh. something that is probably still owned by Lucas it is in its concepts, I would be trying to start a the Star Wars franchise. Text and illustrations, trademarks of... Lucasfilm Limited. So, does Lucasfilm belong to Disney? Yes, they belong to Disney. Okay, so this stuff still belongs to Disney. Well, then there you go. It's a neat there. little concept to grab readers' attention. It, and, it and to be honest, if they do is, it right, and this is the thing that I'm pulling for Dark Horse, uh-huh. if they can show that there is still demand and that Dark Horse is doing Star Wars right, there right. is little incentive for Disney to take that property back and try to start their and own. Move it somewhere else. I mean, we yeah. saw what happened with Muppets uh, and uh, the Disney properties with Boom. Boom was doing a fine job. Disney snagged them back. Marvel hasn't done jack with them since. Yeah. And, well, and Marvel is not in the business of making comics for kids. Well, that's And I'm too. wondering if maybe, you know, Disney wasn't like, hey, we're not going to do comics for kids right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, I well, will say this. I think Marvel would be interested in doing Star Wars because that means we get a seven-foot-tall rabbit again. Oh, I don't know about that. Oh, no. We would get a seven-foot-tall rabbit You think again. we'd get Jackson back? We better, and we better get the, the chick in the uh, pink bikini. The pink bikini and the, the star killer kid with his little tank butt. Well, I'll say this. Um, if Marvel gets Star Wars back and they don't use all those awesome Archie Goodwin, Roy Thomas concepts, they are stupid. Yes, I agree. They but, are butt faces. But let's talk about the Star Wars. The Star Wars until the recent Great Rebellion. Yes. The Jedi Bendu were the most feared warriors in the universe. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of cool because everything has been approved by George Lucas himself in this. They showed mm-hmm. him the pencils, the, the script, the uh, colors, and he approved it all the way. And this story starts out on uh, the fourth moon of Utapu. Utapu. Utapau. Utapau. Now, is, Utapau. is any of this based so, on the Ralph McQuarrie designs? No. Uh, if you go back okay. to the very back, and I'm reading mine through the Dark Horse um, comics app, it talks mm-hmm. about briefly in the sketch section 
that they have about why things are looking familiar, even though they may not be totally designed off of the uh, the early concept art. They're still trying to pull in some of the Star Wars universe. So when you see the Star Destroyers, one word, they right. are small two-man vessels that look an awful lot like the giant the Star Wars Star Destroyers that we see in the movies. and in That were designed by what's-his-name? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I get I got this book, right? Yes. When I was uh, 12 or 13, you were three months older, and you'll always be <laughs> do-do-do-do-do. How do you like 43? Oh, man, anyway. it's wonderful on this side. The, yeah. the heart okay. beats harder and burns even harder every day. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, I was saying, what was I saying? Oh, comics, yes. Uh, there used to be a book. Yes, I know Marvel this book. put out called What If. That's right. And what if every month would be like, what if Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive praying mantis? Now, in the 70s, to be fair, the answer was always everyone dies screaming. Mm-hmm. But uh, this feels kind of like that. This is this is kind of like an alternate expanded universe. Yeah, this is the ultimate, the ultimate version of the Star Wars universe. Ultimate Star Wars? The ultimate Star Wars, where we get introduced to... Uh, Anakin Starkiller, uh, Deke Starkiller, and yes. um, what's their father's name? Uh, Deke is the father, isn't he? Oh, I thought that was the youngest son. I th- well, maybe you're right. Uh, Cade. Cade. Hale. Yeah, Cade Starkiller. Kane, Kane Starkiller, yeah. I knew it was something like that. Kale is the guy from Titan AE. So all of the Jedi have been hunted down. They used to be the Emperor's Guard. They have been right. turned traitor. They've been hunted down one by one, and apparently there's only... Um, Cade Starkiller and uh, Luke Skywalker, Skywalker that are still left. And the Emperor, looking very much like a Ming the Merciless uh, design character, mm-hmm. says, hey, we're no longer going to be dealing with these trade sanctions and the trade councils. We're just going to take Enough over this. Enough lack- trade. Hey, that you, is. You and your that, trade. That is this. the, you know, the Trade Federation made a big role in the first three movies, episodes one through three. Um it, it plays a big role, and I think it's very interesting if you follow that in Star Wars, um, the animated series. Oh, I don't. And here that comes up again, but basically instead of trying to reach some negotiation, they basically say, hey, we're going to take over. And uh, the Jedi, or I'm sorry, the Stormtroopers are long live the Emperor, death to the Jedi. Um, right. We're seeing captains and, and um, um, what are they called, guild uh, pilots being rounded up and hauled off. Mm-hmm. We get introduced to a Darth Vader who looks more like. Uh, mm, I think he, he looks, looks kind of like Richard Keel. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. To be as Jaws, but he's not. Well, he's not masked for one. Right. Elements of his uniform do evoke the classic. Darth oh yeah, Vader it's got armor. the black suit with the. Yeah. The silver, well, in the... He, he clearly has a robotic eye. Yeah. And I, I think that the silver arms are meant to implicate that he is, he is partially cybernetic he as well. He could be. He could be, although we don't know that. And we don't know if uh, the big fat guy is supposed to be a hut or not. Right. I thought the big fat guy was Yoda. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I seem to remember something like, I, I, I may be full of it. Who knows? Well, they don't say that person's name or that character's no, name. But they do refer to Sieg Darklighter. Yes, Sieg Darklighter. Which frightens me. <laughs> uh, well, he looks remind, like a terrible Nazi anyway. Remind me anyway. to bring that up in a moment. He too. looks like, you know, the, the way he's drawn looks like an Alex Ross take on 
um, Superman Red Sun. You know, with that shaved Vader? up hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And he looks it's very menacing throughout. Super, super. Yeah. And he's he's meant to be very paramilitary and mm-hmm. very, you know, quasi-fascist. But the thing that I find is that Starkiller and Skywalker, aside from having very similar names, uh, phonetically speaking, I presume this is the Jedi uniform in this alternate universe. They both wear little Flash Gordon by way of Jean mm-hmm. Grey mm-hmm. helmet head things. Mm-hmm. And they're both guys with thick beards and they look very, very similar. They do, which is a little bit disturbing. Um, it's problematic for me because like they we get to a point where they meet. Yes, and, and I I, ha- I actually got confused as to which was Star Killer and which was Skywalker. Right, even though their hair is different. Right. Um. It it is it, it is interesting. So uh, Alderaan is the uh, Galactic Empire Center as opposed to uh, Coruscant in the films, and right. uh, Alderaan uh, are actually um, floating cities above a, a gas planet and they do make note of like that at the end of the uh, book cloud city yeah they do make note that you know there are elements that as they were described in the original screenplay do appear mm-hmm. in later star wars movies but here they're trying to adapt them and still make them familiar to right. fans of the star wars uh series Which makes sense. and leia has her or a version of her cinnamon bun hair she actually buns. has she has more of a, a foxy brown afro puff kind of thing going on yeah and she's much she younger says. Um, she's going away to college, Yes, which is odd considering that they're, you know, um, the father, the king, I guess, whatever. Yeah. He's a king. They're discussing going to war and they're like, okay, we're going to send our daughter off to off to school, off to school. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. And the thing that's really interesting about this is there are bits, I think in this screenplay that got reworked as Amidala. Oh, sure. Because that whole Leia sequence doesn't feel like Leia. It feels like Queen Amidala. Right. Or Queen Armadillo, whatever her name was. Queen but Armidala. as we get to the to the end, of, we get to the meat of it, where Skywalker and Starkiller and his daughter, his son? Son, daughter, Anakin. See, on the cover, there's a character who looks female, who looks like Anakin. Mm. And I'm confused by who that girl with the blonde ponytail it's is. It's probably supposed to be Anakin. Is it? Yeah. But I thought Anakin was a boy. He is a boy. All right. So anyway, Anakin <laughs> shows Anakin and uh, Kane meet with Luke Skywalker. And we have an incredibly meaningful, super dramatic and also stupid uh, reveal. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. the whole thing is uh, uh, Killer is like, hey, I'm getting old. I can't do this anymore. I've been training right. my son. You must take him on as a Padawan. And uh, lead him. Now, maybe, oh, maybe, Matthew, here, maybe there's a uh, little hidden gender issue. Maybe there are no female Jedi, and Anakin is really a girl. Maybe. And thus, that is why. Anakin certainly looks like a girl. Well, on the cover, yes, definitely a female. Even internally, though, and if that is the case, that's pretty awesome. That would be a cool twist. Because the character is is A Joan of Arc kind of character. Yeah, but kind of an early to mid-teens character. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The sequence where uh, Kane freaks out and smashes the table. Oh, yeah, he's just like, I can't do it anymore. And then we realize that. You look at that scene right there where Anakin actually does look very feminine. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know. know. It's just it's an interesting observation. You're right. The cover does not jive with the body form that we're seeing here in the book. 
Yep. Unless that's a character that we haven't seen yet. And that could be true too. That's entirely that possible. could be true too. But the we, cover is different by is by a different artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe by, maybe uh, he didn't get the notes Earth. like in the original uh, Marvel Star Wars trade where Darth Vader's face was, or the original Marvel um, <laughs> issue where Darth Vader is green and his face looks so different. Well, he was drawn by Carmine Infantino back then. And yeah, yeah. The thing about comics in 1977 was nobody was bigger than Carmine Infantino, <laughs> especially not some upstart punk who got a movie made for $3,500. Well, but I mean, the thing was he, when he drew those covers and he drew the Death Star and all that stuff, right. he didn't know. He didn't have the script or he, notes. He, had he the was, script, yeah. He was given just a Well, they a had few. earlier versions of the script because if you read the original first six issues, mm-hmm. the Jabba scene that gets chopped out and doesn't get put back into the special edition right. is in it. right. Jabba actually appears in the, the Marvel Star Wars mm-hmm. book. As we end the story, this issue, Skywalker, Starkiller, and um, I don't know, Wallbanger, the third Jedi, Harvey Wallbanger. Anakin. Um, Annie. Yeah, Anakin Wallbanger the are all on a ship, and all of a sudden someone tomorrow. runs in and says, something big is headed this way. What could it be? Well, Next, the Empire Strikes. The interesting thing, too, though, is we the big reveal is that the reason why Kane can't carry on anymore is because the only part of him that's left is his head and his right arm. Everything else is robotic. He's a cyborg. And what a terrible, terrible, terrible bit of dialogue when he reveals that he is a cyborg. There is nothing left of me but my head and right arm. Well, he's trying to say I'm not even human anymore i'm not the same star killer there are many many ways that you could have said that without just saying what he says yeah that the the dialogue does not feel like dialogue that anyone would say so i'm wondering uh the question of the two jedi looking Mm -hmm. a lot alike do you Mm -hmm. think we're going to get instead of the um stormtroopers were clones and it's been i mean I don't even mm. remember the last time I read the screenplay of the Star Wars, the what is it, the Whipper of the Will. Clones? Maybe they are. I don't know. Well, and I and I, I would have to I would have to go and look, and I'm sure our listeners are screaming at us because they're big diehard Star yeah, Wars fans. No, that's not right. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. Here's the thing: there is precedent in the regular Star Wars universe right. for the Jedi looking the same and right. having the same tonsorial and sartorial tendencies. Mm-hmm. So Jedi having the same haircut and the same hat and roughly the same clothes doesn't bother me necessarily uh, so much as the fact that they're both drawn to look like George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> and one looks like old George Lucas and one looks like young George Lucas, which I think might support your your wondering. Because well, but the there only- is the Clone War. Sure. Now, there is the difference is that older, older uh, Skywalker has blue eyes younger uh star killer has brown eyes um so maybe not maybe it's just the fault of the artist that they look so much alike well the artist does a pretty phenomenal job oh yeah the art's great but you're right i mean literally i was like wait a minute who's this now because i just was like you i got confused which in those jedi are we looking at here and the number one rule when you're casting actors in your especially unknown actors in your mm-hmm. movie is you don't cast people that look too much alike. You don't cast people with the same build, same facial features, etc. Or if, if you, you do, do, you make them distinctly them different. Something to distinct them. And that that I think is the thing. You know, that's the problem that I have here is 
not only do they look similar with the same beard and the same headpiece and, you know, a similar bearing, one is named Skywalker and mm-hmm. one is named Starkiller. Mm-hmm. So you can see why, if that is actually what happened, why they took the two characters and either streamlined them into one or took elements of Starkiller and spread them out to, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. Who, by the way, you know, the old fan theory. Which is? Obi-Wan is actually ob one the first clone of someone oh. named ob interesting is that yeah. really a theory i don't know or is that you just making that's a theory that up? i'm familiar with i i didn't make it up but i'm familiar with it. Mm, interesting you have to remember i read uh dynamite magazine in the 19 late 1970s mm-hmm. i used to read cracked yeah you remember when dynamite would be like after empire strikes back and yoda's line about there is another you know that line oh yeah 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 that line sparked a lot of interest and i remember one guy and i'm pretty sure it was a uh a, what do you call it uh, an april fool's gag mm-hmm. where he's like we've seen the script and yoda has a twin brother who is giant and muscular and his name <laughs> is Adoy, which is yoda spelled back that would have been in cracked magazine or mad he, it was in dynamite magazine okay I actually have the magazine in question for sale. It's going up on the eBay soon from Gatekeeper Hobbies, Huntoon and Gage, Topeka. Excellent. Yeah. With a complete run of Star Wars from number one to number 107. Cool. I don't have an annual number one. Okay. But I do have an annual number two. So we're going to see if someone will buy that and pay me lots and lots of money for awesome comic book awesomeness. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I thought so. So story-wise, what did you think? Hmm. Story-wise, I can see that they've done some work, but it definitely does feel drafty Mm -hmm. in that it feels like a draft and also like there are holes. Um, But (laughs) that's kind of the point. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a book for someone who already knows and loves Star Wars. This is a book to look at and see the what could have been. But what could have been isn't always look at the awesome thing that we lost. What could have been is also look at the train wreck that we missed. Mm -hmm. From the perspective of the story, I find the dialogue to be kind of. Oh, yeah. Well, Uh, Lucas, I don't know who the guy who in the front who kills Deke Starkiller. Who is that? I don't know. Is that Boba Fett? Well, I don't think it's Boba Fett. If anything, it's closer to Darth Maul than anything. Well, he's clearly important because his head is on the cover. Yeah, well, he gets chopped in half wonder- in the first uh, in the oh, first couple of pages. So, which makes me wonder then if maybe that helmet isn't meant to be something. Maybe that helmet is the helmet of the Sith or or Darth Vader's whatever it is. Maybe Darth Vader. I don't know. I don't know. There's probably someone out there right now screaming at me. And here's the thing: I don't always know. I'll do the basic research to know what I'm talking about, but I don't want to go into, what is this, a six-issue mini? Yes. Knowing everything that's going to be on the page. Yeah, and so. I think that that is the one thing that people who have read the script all the way through or have memorized, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the last time I took a look at this was in 1993 when the, when when the internet first the came out. The Journal of the Wills. When it was the Journal of the Wills, exactly. And the first page is, you know, look out, it's Luke Skykiller. And it's like, what? And I've I've read a few more pages like, well, this doesn't interest me. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing. I mean, Star Wars is more than the sum of its parts. This story is good. It's very well drawn. Loving the art. Right. I like the nods to, you know, 
current Star Wars stuff. Yeah, things that you know, like things the, that you recognize. There's a Trade Federation guy there who looks like, you know, Newt Gunray, wiki wiki, Newt Gunray, a little bit. And there are moments that tie this together, but because it's a draft, elements of characters that we know are spread out over multiple characters. Right, right. Bail Organa appears looking like Jabba the Hutt did mm-hmm, in the original in the movie. Mm-hmm. shooting stuff. You know, you get kind of a Nazi-esque Darth Vader, which is interesting, talking with a weird creature. And it's everything that happens here is interesting, but it's not like a thunderbolt from the blue. It's mm-hmm. more of a it's it's really fascinating in from a curiosity viewpoint to see this because having Kane Starkiller in possession of the losing his humanity thing that became Darth Vader's thing. Right. While Darth Vader is still in the story, you know, having Luke and Kane splitting that role, partially splitting, because they're actually splitting in in this story, the role of Luke and Ben at the same Mm -hmm, time. mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something where I can look at this and say, boy, I'd like to clean this story up a little bit and, and make the story the draft a little bit more. <laughs> I'm going to clean a little, this. little tighter. Well, again, this is the first draft of Star yeah. Wars. And so it's like, okay, this let up. me go and clean this like up. And I'm going to turn it into Star Wars, right? That's the thing. All the changes that this issue indicates were made yeah. are pretty good changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when that, people yell at when people yell at Lucas for changing things and editing things, hey, yes. man, give the guy a break. Uh, yeah. Looking at the cover, we've also got, it looks like in an upcoming uh, episode, we've got Swamp Thing mm-hmm. and um, Nosferatu and mm-hmm. Christian Bale making appearances in the uh, Star yes. Wars universe. Well, Christian Bale is in everything. Yes. Well, so you know, he's Batman and Batman makes everything better, so why not I put him in Star Wars? I think Swamp Thing guy is Chewbacca. No, no, no. Chewbacca is the Nosferatu uh, guy down a in the little, Yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, Maria from the, Metropolis. The green guy right? is probably Han Solo. The you guy think? that looks like um, Swamp Thing. Okay. And then Maria from Metropolis. Yes. And then right next to her is a dumpster. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also changed to C-3PO and R2-D2. Right. Now, are they named C-3PO and r 2 I don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> They're named like something different, like R2-D-Bag. <laughs> but um, the Christian Bale guy is uh, clearly Darth Vader. Look at his shoulder. Or it is... Uh... Yeah, and again... Not like it's on the inside cover. Or maybe that's Anakin turned to the dark side. Because yeah, uh, even Cade Starkiller there looks more yeah. like Obi-Wan than anything else. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's interesting. I like the art it's, in this book. I think the art is really, really good uh, the, for what it is. If they're going to do something like this, you have to have phenomenal art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or else it just, you know, it, it comes apart at the scenes. But here's and the Mike part Mayhew that's is good. Here's the part that gets weird at times. Sometimes the art in a panel is phenomenal. Like you're looking at something that's been painted a la mm-hmm. Alex Ross. And then Super right, rendery. Yeah. And then on the next panel, it's a lower rendered image. And it just is a well, weird offset from one another. What happens is they, they farm out the in-between work to <laughs> Korean animation houses. Um, it's just like that moment where it's really well animated for a second where Optimus Prime is killed by Megatron. And then we go back to the regular doopty doops. You know who this, it's, uh, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. You know yeah. who I hear when I'm reading this big blobby guy who may or may not be Yoda or may or not be uh, Jabba the Hutt. Ooh. Um, the, the, the guy, I think he just died recently. The guy from princess bride, the one that was always swapping around the poisons. Oh, 
Oh, yes. Uh, Vizzini was the character's yes, yes, name. Yes. I can't remember the actor's name. He played Grand Negazek yes, as well. Exactly. Wallace Shawn. Yes. I love him. <laughs> Can you just love if you him. hear his voice coming out of that, it makes it so much more interesting. But I was there first. <laughs> so the Emperor would have you believe. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, never go up against a Sicilian <laughs> when death is on the line. Oh, Wallace Shawn, man. I throw the word genius around, but it is definitely, uh, definitely worthy in, in his situation. Are you so. interested in reading this series all the way through? Yes. I'm interested in reading it. I'm not necessarily interested in collecting it for perpetuity or paying four bucks an issue for it. Yeah, well, I think maybe for the so, first issue, you're paying four bucks. I'm going to bet they drop it well, a buck for for the rest. No, no. I hope they no, do no. at least. I, I'm for sure well, going this isn't to. A, this isn't like a double size issue. This is your no, it's 27 20, pages. 20 pages of story. Yeah, I'm interested in so, reading this. I'm interested in seeing where it goes. I'll be picking it up. I think everybody who's a Star Wars fan. If you call yourself a fan. If you want to be a real Star Wars fan. You owe it to yourself to go out and buy this. I think it's very interesting. Now, granted, it's a modified version of Lucas's first draft. Right. But it's it's there, and it's different, and it's interesting, and it shows you what might have been. Gives you that little right. bit of a sigh of relief, but it's also well, an interesting I, story, and I want to see how they get to the end yeah. of this into this I volume. do want to see just, you know, I, I think it'll probably be something that I follow on Comixology. Okay. It, it may be a chance for me to throw in and do my little Comixology subscription. I don't know. But I like, Ooh, I, I really Well, like, the problem is this isn't available on Comixology. This is only available well, through the Dark Horse apps, and they don't have the uh, subscription right. set up for that. I, just, I know. I, I keep forgetting that Dark Horse isn't on Comixology either. I've got a comic shop. And you get to read everything for free without getting yelled at. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. But, uh, you know, my boss. Peterson quit of, reading comics and start bagging and boarding them things. He's kind of an angry, bald guy with a really, really <laughs> wicked sense of humor. Wait, and, me? And the other Different, one. Oh, the other one. All right. All right, out next week from Dark Horse I'm Comics. I'm so glad that my third boss is just a nice, you know. Old lady, lady with blue hair. She doesn't have blue hair. Go to the light. But she what's does the, have this fascinating thing where her hair is like brown and she has like this one little streak what's, of gray in it. Like like Reed Richards. Is really what was blue. the little girl's name in Poltergeist? Do you remember? Go to the light. Don't go to the Carol light. Ann. Oh, Carol Ann. Don't go to the light, Carol Ann. That's how your third I do not talks. work for Zelda Rubenstein. <laughs> Out next week from Dark this Horse Comics. House is clean. <laughs> out next week from Dark Horse Comics, Brain Boy number one. You can hear our review of that on the most recent Major Spoilers podcast. Brain Boy. You can also read uh, Resident Alien Suicide Blonde number one out next you week. This is all coming out September 11th, 2013. Uh, from DC Comics, we are well into uh, Villains Month. Mm. Uh, the 23.1s and 20... Well, actually, next week is the 23.2s. So we've got Zod and Black Manta and Riddler and Court of Owls and Mr. Freeze, Harley Quinn, Solomon Grundy. Actually, Reverse what about Flash. Harley Quinn? We can get to that. Let's see what else we've got. We'll put that on the maybes. Put a little pin in it right there. Mongol Lobo, America. Oh, I'm sorry. Killer Frost. America. That's Justice League of America, Killer Frost. Brainiac, Trigon, and then... Uh, hmm. Trigon. 
Nothing there. Uh, let's see. IDW Publishing has Lock and Key Alpha number one. This is the final arc of the Lock and Key saga. Oh, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a seven ninety nine book, people. That is a yeah, seven ninety nine book. And Lock key and Key Alpha, Alpha number one. Number one sold American. No, wait a minute. Yeah, that should be nope. the last. That should be the last run. Yeah, because Omega Omega just finished. And I'm pretty sure that maybe, wasn't the end of it. I got to double check on that. Maybe this is what loops back around to the beginning. Maybe. We're going to find out next week on Dueling Review. Image Comics clone number 10, five weapons making the grade. Ghosted five number three. Is, is that a good one? I, That's about the kids that are the we uh, should, we should throw five, five acting as one. On the trade paperback stack. Do they join into a giant robot? No, it's actually about one kid who ends up at this special academy mm-hmm. where each child is like, an, an expert combatant in. assassin. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the uh, teasers for that a year ago. Yeah, we need we need to throw that on okay. there because I read issue three and issue four. I didn't get to read one and two. Listeners, maybe you can help us out. Matthew and I were trying to figure out if we've ever, as a trade, discussed the Re- killing joke. Batman colon the killing joke from nineteen eighty seven something like that. I think it's eighty seven eighty eight because that's um, a book I, that I just cannot believe that we did not review at some point. Yet me going back through the archives, I couldn't find it. Are there lost shows? No, there are no lost shows. Weird. I don't know. It seems like we should have. Yeah, and it's really we weird because I remember discussing at some point the fact that the coloring changed. And I don't know if that was me doing an individual review or if that was us discussing it uh, or no, what. No. I just, I don't remember. So maybe listeners, now, I mean, we've I been doing this podcast for five years. Point, I'll do some I more investigating. at one point doing individual retro reviews within an episode. Just to be douchebags. Oh, maybe that was it. I don't know. Either way, I think I'll we go back and do, do a little bit more work. So this this upcoming I week we've we got because I'd like Hellboy to Volume Zach's Two. Feet. Yeah, I want to see Zach's reaction, and especially with the uh, Grant Morrison's um, yeah, take on the ending of it uh, is rather you interesting. Know, I've sold four of those things. I bet you have. Months. I bet you have. I've got a bunch of them, or had a bunch of them. So uh, we'll do uh, Hellboy Volume Two next week on the Major Spoilers podcast. Then we will do the Killing Joke if we haven't done it before. And then we will take a look at five weapons making the grade trade paperback from Image Comics in three weeks. Manhattan Projects number 14 comes out next week. Walking Dead 114. And then, of course, Walking Dead 115 gets that midnight release in a couple of weeks. Are you doing a midnight release at your store? We're not open at midnight. Okay. Well, there you go then, listeners. Don't (laughs) go to Gatekeeper Comics and Hobbies at midnight because they won't be open. No, I said at midnight. At midnight. There will be crazy people in the parking lot drinking beer. I'm sure and other things. Marvel Comics has Captain America number 11, Deadpool number 16, Fantastic Four number 12, Fearless Defenders number 9. I think Fraction is leaving Fantastic Four. Wah, wah. Makes me kind of sad. I like Fraction. Kick-Ass 3 number 3. Superior Spider-Man Hardcover Volume 1. Ultimate Comics Ultimates. What do you think of that teaser that we put up on the site today? Was that about Ultimate? I don't know. There was the only thing that it said is, is he? Is he what? I don't know. This is for book shipping in November. Uh, we'll find out because that is when Marvel will release their solicitations for the month of November. So we will find out then. Um, Ultimate Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X-Men number five and Wolverine and the X-Men by Jason Aaron trade paperback out next week. Five Man number X comes out the week later. Oh, Five Man number X. Oh, that'd be awesome. Three Guns number two, 
Let's see. What do we have under the rest? Wait, three guns, number two, five weapons, number three. <laughs> six two gun, guns, number six, four. And don't forget six guns, number 26. The six gun, number 12. Cyborg. <clears throat> oh, I think I'm going to get, I think Rodrigo will be reviewing this hopefully next week. Uh, Cyborg 009 hardcover uh, out from uh, Archaea. Archaea? I think it's Archaea that, because they sent, they physically sent the book this is past week. Is it Archaea week. or is it Arcana? I think it's the one owned by Boom. Boom. And that's Archaea. Archaea. Yeah, so that uh, comes out next week. I, they, the <laughs> physical copy looked beautiful from what I flipped through it. But I'm going to have Rodrigo take a look at it. Rob was very interested because he's like, oh yeah, I remember when that was a cartoon show. So Yeah, Cyborg 009. Yeah. Uh, Deja Thoris and the Green Men of Mars number six comes out. Not to be confused with Bionic 6. Yes. Uh, Eternal Warrior number one. Kind of an interesting character in his new incarnation. He was in uh, Archer and Armstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fem Force 164. That series has been wow. going forever. That is a nine ninety five book. Yeah, it's usually six ninety five or seven ninety five. That's I actually dropped it when it hit seven ninety five. Wow. Is it still good? I mean, is it still black I don't know. and white? I dropped it. I mean, when you dropped it. <laughs> yeah, it's still it. black and white. For a while, they weren't even full-size, modern-size comics. They mm. actually were black and white smaller. Mm. But the thing about Femforce is Femforce... Has been around forever. And it's a labor of love for oh, the sure people that, that make it and the people that read it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I finished. I stopped reading it like in 91, I think, was the last time I picked it up. <laughs> the Dark Apocalypse. Probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hero Dark Bear and the Kid, stuff. Inheritance number two comes out, Homecoming number four. Uh, Mythopolis number one. No idea what that's about. Red uh, Sonia number three. That would be uh, uh, Gail Simone's Red Sonia number three. Yeah. Shadow number 17. Shadow Green Hornet Dark Knights number three. Society is Nick's American comic strip. 1895 to 1915 hardcover. 125 bucks. Wowzers. Sons of Anarchy number one from Boom Studios. SpongeBob Comics number 24. The Spider, number 14. Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose, number 81. That's a deluxe edition with the mature reader I tag, Matthew. Wait. 1999. Here's the thing. Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose, number 53. Mm-hmm. The you did a retro review becomes, on that one. I, I'm going to as oh, okay. soon as it becomes eligible. It's not old enough yet, but the, the second it becomes eligible, I'm putting up a retro review. Okay. Victorian the Secret... Second. The Victorian Secret 2013 Summer Catalog One-Shot. Watson and Holmes, number three, and Zero's Familiar Omnibus Trade Paperback, number two. All books coming out next week from, uh, from your uh, comic book publishers. You can pick them up at your comic book store or, or on Comixology or your favorite digital reader. We will be taking a look at, what are we looking at? Comics. What's the one that we... Lock and Key Lock Alpha, and key number, alpha one. number One. I'll double check, make sure we haven't done that one already. The Public... As a short minute. Yes, yes, we do. All right, everybody, that wraps it up. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the Major Spoilers experience and listening to this show, hopefully as part of the Major Spoilers Podcast Network, the feed where you can find all of our fine shows in one place. And if you want to get a little something-something, a little something extra, because I know that everybody wants a little bit more. Right now, this podcast is for free, and a lot of the uh, cost is being offset by people who are buying through our Amazon store and those wonderful people who become two, five, and ten dollar a month subscribers to the Major Spoilers Cause. They're make they're the ones that are really making sure that we are surviving, that we're able to do this week after week and month after month and year after year for the last seven years. And if you want to be one of those people, if you want to become one of the Major Spoilers VIP, head over to members.majorspoilers.com, sign up. 
We've got extra stuff over there for you. Uh, original art that we've created for our podcasts, behind the scenes, and bonus tracks. It's a uh, one of those uh, audio files that you listen to while you watch a movie and hear us make commentary about your favorite movies. We've got Star Wars Episode Four out already. That came out last month. And out right now, Raiders of the Lost Ark in... Let's see, this is uh, September and October. We're doing Back to the Future. And in November, I believe it's Dungeons and Dragons. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Wait, that's not Dungeons and Dragons at all. <laughs> Might be. Who knows? I think with nobody remembers With the blue lipstick? That. It's whatever the one with uh, one of the Wayans brothers in it. The blue lips? Oh, man. Now I'm going to have to gas up the Chrysler. Yep. Sometime in November, Matthew, I will let you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, everybody. Last Wednesday? Yes, last Wednesday. Uh, yes, we recorded it last Sunday. Um, head over to Major Spoilers. Cast your vote. You can rate the Star Wars number one right over there at Majorspoilers.com. We've given you our feedback on it. Now it's time for you to share your thoughts on this comic book. Out this week from Dark Horse Comics. Next week, we'll be back with something else. So until then, take care. Take care.